you're a woman who's learned to accept and love herself on all levels, mind, body, and spirit. A woman who's looking to experience life filled with peace, love, joy, passion, and fun. A woman that understands she has unlimited capacity to make her life anything she wants. A woman who's inspired to give those around her a sense of gratitude and abundance. A woman who is feeling called to step into her wild feminine power. Then welcome to the Goddess Rediscovered Podcast. Welcome goddesses and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode, another week, another moment in time and space. Relationship is a bondage unless your love is larger than the cult. The cult that Mykonos speaks of is the cult of two. An intertwining of two individuals bound to each other in love, fear, and in some cases, entrapment. You see, as humans, we strive to connect to others and are seeking to be accepted for who we are, to be seen for who we are. Women especially want to be open and free to all that there is. They want to experience life of unfeathered hindrance while still being and feeling safe within a container. You see, that container, that being, is the masculine. And that masculine provides that safety and those boundaries for that feminine to live unfeathered. A very interesting concept, actually. But not one we're going to be getting into today. But we are going to be talking about instances if relationships, especially of those with a romantic partner, because these relationships end up becoming a cauldron of emotions, of beliefs, of hurts, of pains, torments, love, and endearing dreams and fantasies. Especially when two humans come together to form such a close bond, it begins to change them and the environment around them. This cult of two has a resonance of its own, its own heartbeat, its own ideology, its own thinking, its own overall space within the time. But at the same time, relationships aren't without their own challenges and unique growth opportunities. And I would say this varies between relationship to relationship because each relationship presents itself with its own unique set of challenges and its own unique set of growth opportunities. And I like to think of relationships following a natural ebb and flow of co-independence, 
and then interdependence. Now, we've all heard of these three words. We've all heard of these concepts. But have we really considered the possibility that life and relationships in general have a natural rhythm to them? And I think it's one that I've noticed within myself and in other people going through and in relationships. And when these relationships start, they end up falling into one of codependence. The two partners, the lovers, become enmeshed within each other. They become to they become intertwined. It's kind of like this game of uh, the spider and another spider kind of vying for the same spot and slowly over time their web becomes intertwined and enmeshed with each other. Dr. Mark Mayfield states that really at the core level codependence becomes a poor concept of self, of poor boundaries, including an inability to have an opinion or to say no. Now this codependent nature, codependency, can turn into something that's not healthy for everyone, and that's not healthy for that relationship. And that term first being coined uh, actually within Alcoholics Anonymous in order to describe somebody who had an addiction, uh, in this case to alcohol, with their partners. It was a very codependent relationship and alcohol becomes a codependent as well too. That's a whole different, I think, topic to discuss about. But that natural ebb and flow moves into one of independence, I would say. And this is either by one person leaving the relationship and starting brand new, or by seeking to become independent while still in the relationship. See, there's two possibilities, and there may be others, but based off of the perception, based off of what I've seen, this seems to be the, the pattern. At this level, individuals will start to reestablish routines and they'll create new boundaries with each other. And usually it's one person stepping out and becoming independent or more individualistic and then kind of going back and having the other person step into their own independence But the one who's starting it or initiating it tends to not care. They don't. They tend not to place too much emphasis on what the other person is feeling while they're trying to break free of the codependent nature of things. But the one on the receiving end of things, that person's perspective 
this treatment seems really harsh and uncalled for. Like they don't matter anymore in the relationship. And in truth, for that brief moment, while that other person is becoming independent, for a second they are. They don't matter. Because that person's solely focused on their own being and on their own self while still in the relationship. But I feel that at some times there is the possibility that there is a sense of relief behind all of it. There is a sense of, I've got a little bit of freedom here to do what I want to do and what I need to do in order to move ahead for myself, for my life. So this change, this change into independence within a couple and then that couple kind of one person moving out and becoming an individual, they start to take on new hobbies or ideas and begin to develop further as a human being. They begin to grow, which is really the the ultimate aim and perspective of this spiritual experience is to experience many things and to grow within life. But one of the things that I've noticed is that this cycle gets repeated over of going back together into one of codependency again until one of the other individuals breaks free and seeks to become independent again or until they break up or get divorced or maybe the kids come so now they aren't focused on each other anymore or on the relationship but more on developing and getting the kids through and raising the kids. So they end up getting a bit of a break until later in the years when the kids move away or they're independent. Then they, those two partners move in back into this codependent stage or independent stage. Though there are some rare instances in which these relationships, I would say, they become what we call interdependent. This is the magic term, the magic formula that everybody wants out of a relationship. This is the ideal that Clark explains that when we think of our ideal relationships, we often think of a wonderful, close, lifelong relationship with our most important person. How do we build that kind of relationship? That cozy, safe, long-term bond with someone we know has our back for the long haul. A relationship that gives us the freedom to be ourselves. That supports our growth and allows us to have the flexibility with each other. You see, an interdependent person, I would say, recognizes not only the value of being vulnerable, of being emotionally available, but also being able to turn to their partner in a meaningful way to create that emotional intimacy. Because again, that's what we're really going for within a relationship. They also value a sense of self that allows them and their partner to be themselves 
without any need to compromise who they are or their values. And really, before getting into a relationship, I think one of the key things that makes a successful relationships is a value system that's aligned for both people, or at least has very minimal discrepancies. But really, in my opinion, moving towards being in this interdependent relationship requires a very deep understanding of self and introspection. One really must be aware of where their feelings are and when and sense that self of where that self is starting and where it's stopping, thus preventing or moving into this enmeshment that happens. That's a term I just made up. I don't think it exists in the dictionary here. But at the fact of relying on one another to get you through those tough times, while still living your life and still experiencing life and growing in that life. For one instance, or an example, one of the individuals, one of the partners in that relationships might be really busy at work. The other partner could step up and help out by taking a bit more of the responsibilities until their work starts to level off, until they become more free or available there's an expectation sometimes that only one person has to do all the work while the other person you know gets gets to go enjoy life go do what they want to do or another example could be that you know if one of the partners loves to travel but the other person likes to spend their free time at their home In an interdependent relationship, neither of them has to force the other to do anything. The partner who likes to spend their time at home provides the other partner the freedom to travel alone or with friends. And that partner lets the other partner relax at home. I guess you don't need to be joined at the hip for every single activity or anything like that. Is what? We're trying to say. And I think that's kind of the ideal relationship, that interdependent relationship that we all strive for and that we all try to work for. But some of the times we don't actually get a chance to get. I will leave you with this quote, again by Mykonos. Commit to loving without limit. Giving yourself entirely. Until next week, this is Terry signing off.